0: Welcome to another audio podcast with Pastor Ralph Wintersmith Christchurchealing.org. Jesus appeared, he came to earth in the flesh, he took upon himself the form of a man, came from the glory, the father sent the son to be the saviour of the world and the reason, the principal reason that Jesus came was to take away our sin. All the other things he did, did wonderful things, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he opened blind eyes. He drove out evil spirits with a command. He, he, he taught radical things for that day. And even for today, they're just as radical. For example, he said, love your enemy. He said, forgive. Forgive in his prayer. Uh, Father, forgive us. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass Now, that's radical. That we should forgive others. And in that prayer is implicit that they have sinned against us. And in that prayer, Father, forgive us is implicit that we have sinned. And Jesus came to take away our sin. And I want to just talk briefly about that and, and say why it's necessary. This specific purpose, why? Why do we need our sins to be taken away? Well, here in this reading it says sin is lawlessness. And it's not breaking the laws of this land. For example, if you do more than 30 miles an hour in a 30 mile an hour zone, I'm not sure that's technically a sin. But lawlessness is breaking God's law, stepping over the the, the boundary he's set, uh, failing to achieve the standard he's set, willfully ignoring the things he's told us to do that are good. This is a picture of sin. And one place in the Bible where we get a very clear understanding is is, is in the first book in Genesis. And there we know the story of the Garden of Eden uh, where... (coughs) Adam was told not to eat of the fruit of one particular tree, the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He could they could eat of any other tree. Anything else in the garden was okay. But just one tree. Don't eat of that tree. Because in the day that you eat it you will surely die. And if you know the story, the serpent, Satan, came and he spoke to Eve and he tempted her and he said, Look, look at this tree. Isn't it lovely? Will you, will you really die if you, if you, if you eat of it? Will you really die? And she saw the tree. It was good to eat. And she thought, it will give me wisdom. It will show me the knowledge of good and evil. So she took the fruit. God had said, don't. But she took it. And she ate some. And she gave it also to her husband. And he ate it. And in that moment, what God said would come to pass, came to pass. They knew that they were naked. Death entered because of sin. And the consequence was that they were banished from the garden. Do we need to have our sins removed? Well, we do. Because we've all sinned. We've all broken God's law. Every single one of us. Adam and Eve's punishment was swift. Their banishment was swift. And what followed, you can read for yourself if you're interested in Genesis chapter 3. And on into the book you can read and learn if you're not familiar with it. But the consequence of breaking God's law was that man would die indeed the bible teaches us that the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord and we need to have our sin taken away because we have broken god's law and there's a consequence of breaking god's law it's uh, referred to briefly in Genesis as I mentioned they were banished from the garden but also in the book of Isaiah the prophet Isaiah puts it like this he says God's hand the Lord's hand isn't shortened that he cannot save nor his ear heavy that he cannot hear but your iniquities have separated you from your God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. We need Jesus to take our sin away because our sin has separated us from God. And his face, in a way, is turned away from us so that he doesn't hear us. Now, he hears your heart's cry when you say, please forgive me. I understand about Jesus. I need my sin to be removed. He certainly hears that prayer. But until then, we're separated from God. And we go through this life on our own. We, we make our own way through life. We make our own choices. We make our own decisions. And, and we try and plot a course through. Some people are fairly successful in that. Many uh, falter and fail. But essentially, we need God in our lives. And we need Jesus. Jesus. To take our sin away. And for this reason, he appeared. To take our sin away. The consequence of sin in Genesis was, was that they were banished from the garden. And I've told you that our sin separates us from God. He's turned from us. And the Bible teaches, as I mentioned, that the wages of sin is death. Now when Jesus was talking on one occasion, he put it very, very plainly. He said, whoever believes in me will not perish, brackets, because I will take their sin away. They will not perish, but will receive the gift of everlasting life. God so loved the world, he sent his son Jesus, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And so instead of the wages of sin bringing us death... When we believe in Jesus who appeared to take away our sin, we receive this gift of eternal life. The young men that will be baptised this evening know that they have received this gift because they have put their trust in Jesus Christ. John, when he first saw Jesus, you can read in John's Gospel in the first chapter, he saw Jesus and he pointed at him and he said this, He said, Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, Jesus. The Lamb of God. It's an unusual expression if you're not familiar with the way things worked in the Old Testament, in the first part of the Bible. But in the Old Testament, God had instituted, he'd set up a plan so that men and women could be forgiven before Jesus came. And the plan included getting a lamb, a spotless lamb a lamb without any blemish and sacrificing that lamb so that that lamb, as it were, took our sin a picture of Jesus dying on the cross because when Jesus died on the cross as he stretched his arms out on the cross to embrace all mankind, all that would believe in him in his body on the tree he carried away our sin For everyone who will believe in Jesus, their sin was carried away in his body on the tree. And the Lamb, the Lamb of God that John pointed, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. The Lamb was a picture of Jesus. And the Lamb would be sacrificed and God would accept that offering. Looking down through history to the time when Jesus would die on the cross. God would say, well, for now I'll accept that offering because it points to Jesus who will finally come and in his body carry our sins away, your sins away, my sins away. And Jesus, the Lamb of God, died on that cross so that we might be forgiven. Because when he was manifested to take away our sin, we find forgiveness as we trust in him. It's possible. Uh, Father, forgive us our debts our iniquities our trespasses our sins as we forgive those that trespass against us because father jesus died to take away my sin and i come to you and i ask you to forgive me and that's how it works and so jesus died to take away our sin and we can be forgiven in fact in in, in one place in the book of psalms right uh, well not right but very nearly in the middle of the Bible. There's a a lovely psalm, Psalm 103. And in that psalm, it puts it like this. I'm I'm turning to it to read it to you because it's so lovely. It says, Blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven. And it talks about God uh, removing our sin from us. In verse 12, it says this, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. When Jesus came and died upon the cross, Jesus came to take our sin away, to remove it as far as the east is from the west. Now we we may think in, in, east from west, we may think in terms of the globe, the, the the world, and we might think, well, if you travel east long enough, you reach the west and it joins up. But that isn't what it means. It means really as... Christ's arms were outstretched, pointing away into infinity. That far, God has removed our sins from us when we come to him through Jesus Christ. Because Jesus was manifested to take away our sin and we can be forgiven. In Isaiah's prophecy in the first chapter, God spoke to the people through the prophet like this. And in a way he speaks to us tonight in a similar vein. And he says this, listen, come on, let's reason together. Let's have a a deep, personal talk. Let's chat about this. Though your sins are as scarlet, they can be white as wool. God can make us white as wool, white as snow, if we will turn to him and accept the offer he makes through Christ Jesus. That forgiveness is found in his son. Tonight, I want to, in a, a couple of minutes, give you an opportunity to come to Christ, to, to, to take this message and, and apply it to your own life. You see, the Bible says not only are, are the wages of sin death, but all have sinned and fallen short of God's perfect standard. There is no one who's not sinned, no, not one. I came to Christ as a young man and asked for forgiveness and found the weight of guilt was lifted off me straight away as I came. And I think Rick earlier on prayed uh, or or Pastor mentioned, one of them mentioned uh, uh, the idea of, of hearing from God and meeting with God tonight in this place. And I want to give you that opportunity in a moment or two When we come to God through Jesus, because Jesus appeared to take away our sin, we can receive this gift of eternal life. We can start to live now for God. Instead of going our own way, each of us has gone his own way. We can start to live for God. We can turn around from the lifestyle and the the life we've picked out for ourselves and turn to God and say, from tonight on, I will live for you. Because Jesus came to take away my sin. And we live for God. We follow Jesus. When Jesus was teaching on one occasion, he said this. He said, I have come <clears throat> that they might have life and have it to the full, more abundantly. He, he, another way of putting it in another translation of the Bible puts it like this. I have come that they might have life above the normal. So that whatever life you've got at the moment, if you don't know Jesus, he has come to take away your sin so that you might have life above the normal. Life above the life level of your friends and family if they don't know Christ. Because when your sin is taken away, you come into this new relationship with God. God becomes your father. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God. God becomes your father. And instead of living to satisfy ourselves, we now find this new life in us that he's given enables us to live for God. A new life. An abundant life. In fact, the baptism this evening is a picture. It's a picture that the three young men who are going to be baptised have come to Christ... They are going to be, as it were, figuratively put under the water to show figuratively that they have, their old life has been buried, buried with Christ in God, and then brought up out of the water to show they've been raised to a new life, a full life, an eternal life, an abundant life. They've already received, they've already received the blessing of eternal life by believing in Jesus. Water baptism doesn't give you eternal life. As you come to Christ and put your trust in him, You receive the gift of eternal life. So I said, I want to give you an opportunity to come to Christ, to to receive from him this gift of eternal life. To have your sin taken away. I want to do that now. So what shall I do? What shall you do if you haven't already? Well, on one occasion, um, after Christ had risen from the dead and returned to heaven... One of his apostles, the Apostle Paul, was in prison for his faith. And he was there with one of his fellow workers. And uh, in the middle of the night, in the middle of a prison, they were singing praises to God. You see, all the other prisoners, one assumes, were guilty of some crime. and, And there in prison, you can imagine, dark, very, very smelly, poor food provisions, if any, and so on. You can imagine what it was like. Here were two of... Christ's disciples, singing songs of praise to God, living a life, even in the midst of such squalor, above the normal. And as they sang, there was an earthquake, and their chains fell off, and the prison doors swung open. And the jailer, who was responsible for looking after them, was terrified that they'd escaped. He ran in to see if they were still there, and he would have killed himself, but one of them cried out, Do yourself no harm, we're still here. And that jailer, in, in that moment, he understood. And he asked the question, he said, what must I do to be saved? And the Apostle Paul said very simply, he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will be saved, you and your household. Now when we say believe on the Lord Jesus, we don't mean just in your mind understand what the preacher has said. Don't just understand that Jesus came to take away your sin. Don't just understand that he died on the cross for you. But in your heart, believe that if you call out to God, forgive me, because of Jesus, believe that he hears your prayer and answers your prayer. So what should you do? Believe from your heart that Jesus is alive, but that he died for you to take away your your sin. Believe that God will save you through Jesus. And then as you believe, in your in your decision process, I, I I'm giving you this opportunity, you will need to decide that as part of this belief, this new belief that you're 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 accepting tonight, you will turn from your old way of life and follow a new way that Jesus will give you. That you will from tonight live for him and follow him. It's part of believing. That decision is as an important part of believing as it is to believe that Jesus was manifest to take your sin away. I, Lord, am sorry for my sin. I will turn from it tonight. Please forgive me. Come into my life. Give me the gift of eternal life. And so as you confess... And you hear and believe and you pray. God will hear your prayer and he will give you forgiveness and the gift of eternal life. And you will become a new creation in Christ and you will be able to follow him with this new life in you. See without Jesus it is impossible to please God. You need Jesus Christ in your life if you're going to follow him. And then in due course you will be baptised in water. And as soon as you can, I would suggest, tell others what you've done.